Hey everybody, welcome back to the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast with me, the Mad Chatter Ryan MK. Yes, episode two of the relaunch on Captivate. Yes, thoroughly enjoying the Captivate so far. Thank you, Captivate. Annie Shway. Glad to have you again. You can follow me on Twitter. And I did update. I did change. As I've mentioned a couple times on my previous podcast and the other ones before that on the previous podcast, hosting site. Yes. I changed it back to RMK Madness. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's the Mad Chatter Ryan MK and at RMK Madness. Yes, 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 yes. So I hope everyone had a good Mother's Day, especially the mothers. Uh, my mother is up in Breckenridge, quarantining herself. <laughs> I mean, not because she's sick. Um, we're just, there's some of us out there that are uh, still laying low for now. Still laying a bit low. Um, especially with some news coming out that uh, I'll get into in a sec. So, didn't get to see her, but she will be up in about a week and a half for my youngest birthday, who is going from two to three years old, and uh, can't wait to get out of the ornery phase. He's otherwise the most pleasant little dude in the world, but my goodness, his ornery side is about as ornery as one can get. Anyway, we had a good Mother's Day. Um, made some nice cinnamon rolls for the wife. Then she opened her presents, got some little bath stuffs for me, a couple little other things, and uh, then she got a tent from the boys. Technically also from me, but from the boys. So she's got the tent. She's been wanting to go camping again. We lost our tent. Before we moved to Colorado, we lived in Iowa. Yes. Urbandale, which is a suburb of Des Moines. And when we lived there, we rented a house. It's a piece of shit. But it did have a very nice, well, not nice, decent, but it was very large basement. And in that basement, we set up a tent for smoking in. That way to keep in the smoke because there was really no other good place to do it. It was hard to smoke there. She didn't want to just go do it outside because it's not legal there. Hard to trust neighbors. We lived in a little bit better of a neighborhood. I know, and you're thinking you lived in a shitty house. Yeah, yeah. It was a nice neighborhood with a community and everything. And our landlord was essentially a slumlord. And just felt (laughs) the people who lived there, whoever it was, should be privileged that they're living in such a neighborhood. That's how it felt anyway. But yeah, we had a good day. Smoked a lot of weed again. We've been smoking a lot of weed. Watched a bunch of Cheers. Yeah, we've gotten into that. Doing a little rewatch of Cheers. And it holds up. I dig me some Cheers. We're still into the early phase where you got Coach and Diane. I get to a much more excited when when Woody Harrelson comes in the mix. And Kirstie Alley. I cannot, for the life of me, remember her name on Cheers. But... I love me some Kirstie Alley. I used to have such a crush on her when I was younger. I know, probably not the typical boy crush. But I did. I've always been different. 
When I became a teenager, it was all about Mia Jovovich. Mainly because of the fifth element. And then she took on the role in the Resident Evil movies. And while not the most spectacular movies in the world, I think they're kind of fun. And kind of enjoy the video game. And even though those really have... I, I kind of enjoy them despite them not having nothing to do. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly... I guess it's been a while since I've played those games anyway. So I, I, I guess I have no idea what I'm talking about. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Don't mind me. Don't mind me. But yeah, watch some Cheers. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Hung out with the boys. We had a good day. Had a good day. But I think that is a key to coping right now is you got to you got to find something something to pass the time. And I, and I know a lot of people are getting back to work and doing that and that, but I'm telling you, I know a lot of places are reopening and this and that, but this is not good. A lot of medical experts have already said it's too soon and too unsafe. If we were more safe, maybe we could do it this soon. But to be this soon and this unsafe is bad news. And not just that, but I was reading this morning that they are finding new symptoms. And all this, to me, I'm reading this and again, do a little research on the history of pandemics. You're hearing, I'm hearing this information, reading this, and I'm thinking, oh goodness, what's going on here? You know what this sounds like? Sounds like the fucking virus is mutating. That's what it sounds like to me. I'm no scientist. I'm no medical expert. I just know through research and reading history that with viruses like this, they tend to mutate and do different things. It's bad enough we hardly know anything about this virus as it is. And if it starts changing on us, it's going to fuck with the little bit of stuff we do know. That's a scary situation. And we're, we're reopening. Some people may say I'm being paranoid. And maybe I am. Maybe it doesn't get too bad. Maybe it doesn't go get crazy throughout the summer. Okay. But at some fucking point, man. Even if it's August. September. Fall season. Flu season. The shit will come back. And it will very likely come back worse. And unless there's a fucking miracle... There will not be a vaccine by that time. No matter what Trump thinks he can do about that. I mean, look at this. We're over 80,000 deaths. And remember, Trump, again, wasn't too long ago when he was like, 15, it'll be down to zero. But it's at 15 now, it'll be down to zero in no time. Not true. And then even more recently, if we hold it to 100, 200,000 deaths, then we've done a good job. Like, where the fuck? <laughs> That's a quite the jump, my friend. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's, it's going to keep going because it's still out there. With people being out and about, it's going to spread more. 
And again, maybe Trump was right about one thing. Maybe over the summer it calms down a little bit. But what the fuck are we going to do? We cannot. I mean, medical experts, scientists have all come out and said, we've got to practice this stay-at-home social distancing shit until there's a vaccine. So, I don't know what the rush is. I've rather enjoyed my time at home. I've got to see my kids more, which is nice because I always felt like I was missing out on shit. I've got to hang out with my wife more. And maybe some people don't want to be around their wife and kids. Well, bad job on you. You should have married a better person and had better kids. Fuck off. Or rather enjoy my wife. She's my buddy and my wife. I rather enjoy being around my kids. They crack me the fuck up. Every once in a while, the little one, the little one gets a little too ornery. And I have to remind myself it's a phase. Because I just want to look at him and go, you listen here, you little motherfucker. <laughs> but it's true. What's the rush? <laughs> Are you not enjoying your, your time at home? Are you bored? And I shouldn't talk so much because I, I am pretty rare in the fact that I really, really do enjoy time with my wife and kids. And I have a bunch of stuff to do. My writing, my comedy, my music, my podcasting. I've got a lot of shit going on, so I've got a lot of stuff to occupy my time, my mind, my energy. I've not been bored yet. As a matter of fact, I've been keeping pretty fucking busy every day. You add in some cleaning, organizing around the house, a little bit of that, a couple times a week. You know, I keep myself busy. And then I'll still take a day and want to do nothing, and I'll still love it because it's I have been doing stuff. So I definitely suggest finding things to occupy your mind. Your energy. Be a good idea. And please, check unemployment in your state. If you want to stay home, if you want to be safer, but you're like, man, I have to go to work. Maybe you don't. I don't know about any other state, but I know here that I read, okay, that federally, this part of this whole package with everything was to help give Americans money so that they could stay home. That's why there's this big thing with unemployment. Because that's supposed to be allowed. From what I read, from how I understand it. Now, that may be changing with states opening up. I know it is here. It's changing a little bit. But it will also... There will also have to still be something in place... Please check with unemployment. And I know some of you are probably thinking, man, I don't want to be on unemployment. But hey, <laughs> it's the safer way to go. But I get it's not for everybody. I get not everybody can do it. But I would just advise everybody to stay home as much as they can and be as careful as they can because this shit isn't through with us, man. This virus is not done with us. And we cannot properly fight it 
until we have that fucking vaccine. It's going to be a minute. So buckle up. I'll do my duty. I'll stay the fuck at home. Why? Because then I get to work on the stuff I like to work on and I get to enjoy time with my wife and kids. When I was working all the time, that's the one thing I missed having was time. But now I've got it. So I'll take it. That's just me, though. That's just me. Bottom line, stay as safe as you possibly can. Don't be like these assholes who are threatening to fucking freak out at fucking grocery stores because they don't want to wear a fucking mask. It's not that big a fucking deal. Like, are you that inconvenienced by shit that you can't fucking wear a mask, wear some gloves just for everyone's overall safety? Are you that deep into this is a fucking hoax? There's a lot of people who feel that way. And those people can kiss my motherfucking ass. I was reading some stuff on Twitter. Like, it's kind of crazy conspiracy stuff. But with all these, you know, Trump supporters running around with guns at state capitals and shit. Someone said on Twitter, like, hey, if the Democrats and the left aren't arming themselves as well. They're already in trouble. That seems a little far-fetched. But if you see what the Trump supporters are like, you see what they're doing. I mean, this could be a rough four more years if he gets elected again. Hell, it could be rough if Biden gets elected. Because I imagine Trump won't go quietly, A. His His supporters won't go quietly, B. And, man, it does. This overall, it's, I'm telling you, I was not alive, obviously, for any of the world wars or anything like that. But, I've, you know, I was growing up, there was Desert Storm, 9-11 happened. Like, we've been through some scary times. Nothing like this, man. A pandemic, a maniac in the White House, like, pfft, pretty much tops it. If we make it through this, make it through anything. But shit's going to get worse before it gets better, I got a feeling. Not just with the pandemic in general. Mr. Ahmad, the young man who is gunned down while jogging. I say it like that because I totally spaced off his last name. Which is a terrible (laughs) disrespect to him right now. But what are you going to do? I can't fucking think of it. I can't fucking think of it. But you can tell on the video. These fuckers hunted him down. I told my wife. I said, I wonder if that was some sort of ritual type thing. Like, boy, you're going to get you your first one. That's the feeling I got watching that. It was just sick. And what's sickening, really, about all of it is nothing was going to be done. Because the dad was a former cop. And buddies with everybody. And yeah. (laughs) What a fucking country. Anyway. Anyway, I quit dogging and talking shit and try and lighten the mood a little bit. But again, 
The whole COVID situation is a big deal. Everything Trump does is a big deal. It's important to address that shit. And it was a little more serious this time, I know. I can't help but get that way sometimes. Sometimes I just get on the old fucking soapbox and off we go. But I got something for you next segment. So just hang tight, hang tight. And we'll be right back with something a little lighter. All right, welcome back. Yes, touchdown. (laughs) There's a very good chance we're going to see touchdowns here coming this fall. We'll see what happens. We'll see how bad things get with the COVID situation. See, I think the NFL, at least, has a good plan in place. And I think there's ways they could get around this, and they could do this, and they could make football happen. And it looks like they are certainly set on it. The problem is, is that if this does come back in the fall, and it is mutated, and it is bad, and let's say it attacks more than just those who are elderly or immunocompromised, and we've seen that it has taken some people that don't fit those categories. We've seen it take 20-somethings that are completely healthy, or supposedly completely healthy. So, it's almost seems very random. Now, no athletes that have gotten it have died from it, so that's a good thing. I mean, comparatively. I mean, for sports-wise. <laughs> so, sports may be coming back. I mean, they're talking about... The NBA is talking about coming back, and then there's some problems with people like Mark Cuban, CJ McCollum speaking up, and like, hey, 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 hey. We do not have the proper protocols in place to make sure this shit is going to be safe, legit. So they're speaking out a little bit. But the NBA is trying to head in that direction. The NHL, too, they're going to try and open up training facilities shortly. They're going to plan on having a 2014 playoff, which sounds fantastic. If you don't like hockey, you suck. You should really check it out. Hockey, I love hockey. I just do. I love hockey. I think it's a very underrated sport. A lot of people complain about it, and I'm just like, And the great thing about hockey is that in hockey... You don't get a whole lot of dynasty type stuff where there's just one team dominating and, I mean, you see eight seeds in the playoffs beating one seeds in the play. I mean, hockey is badass. And really, when it hits the playoffs, no one's really sure who exactly is going to win the chip. I love it. I love it. But it looks like they're close. It looks like they're going to try and get their seasons in. Because, see, one of the things I wonder is if it does get bad in the fall, that's going to put the NFL in a predicament. See, up till now, the NFL has escaped pretty much the damage because this didn't really get bad till after the Super Bowl. They still had free agency. They still had the draft, albeit virtually, which I thought was really cool and fun. And Roger's a goof. But commend him for taking the booze and donating the money to charity. That was nice of him. So it was interesting. But as some as they have not been affected, I see what the NHL and the NBA, what they're trying to do right now, and it seems to me, is they're trying to get the rest of their season in. Just the playoffs. Get the playoffs in so that you finish the season. Boom. 
You can get a little bit of money. Get those stats, the the ch champions marked down in in the the history books, and you move on. There'll be a little asterisk. That was the year of COVID, and this is what happened. And then they're talking about a shorter season for next season because of the late finishing of this season. And if they do that, it's not likely to start till December. Well, that's very good thinking. A because if they do end up needing to start, they will need that extra time before the start of the season. They will need to delay it. But beyond that, you got to think, if this does get worse, and it is a lot worse in the fall, then they've already got it marked that, hey, this is already delayed. So if they need to, they can push back again. So I think for several reasons... They're doing the smart thing here. I mean, obviously, it would kind of be best if they would just both cancel, if all leagues would just cancel the season. And I know you say, what about football? It's going to be fine. It could be. We'll see. They might have to quarantine teams. They might have to do daily testing. I mean, there is a way with testing and antibodies and, and, and an antibody test and, you know, these different kinds of tests. If they have quick tests, cheap and efficient and effective tests that they can just administer frequently, then we'll all be a lot better off. If they have antibody tests where you can test to see if, if you've had it. And then once we get to the point of, well, if you've had it, how, how much does that, you know, what's the percentage chance you get it again? And if you do, what's that mean? So they start getting these tests out, we'll have at least a lot more knowledge. So maybe, <laughs> you know, my mother joked, yeah, get them a little something you just wear on your forehead or or something, like a, a, or an armband maybe, or an armband, yeah. Something that just signifies like, yep, I've had it, uh, I'm good. Or, hey, today I've been tested, I am negative. Because they're probably going to have to do that for sports leagues. And it could be that way for a while. This is going to change everything for a while. Anybody who thinks we're just going to reopen and get back to normal, they're crazy. And if they want that, they're stupid. <laughs> and I do think we'll get football. I just wonder if it'll get interrupted or cut short or something. But you never know. You really never know. We just have to see how things go. Maybe it does come back, but it hasn't mutated too much. You know? And it's not something we can't control. I mean, the problem is it's always going to be harder to control when you have so many people questioning the validity of it or its seriousness, for that matter. I'm sorry, and get back into Corona. But it does play a large role in what happens with all these sports leagues. I mean, I just as anybody want to see some fucking action, but I would say everybody should probably just stay the fuck home. However, I'm going to be a hypocrite. <laughs> and I hate the hypocrites. But if basketball and hockey are on TV, best believe I'm fucking watching. And probably baseball too. This year I could get into some baseball. I, I like baseball okay, but it's just... Uh, give me some hockey, some basketball, and then football. And we'll see what happens. 
I'm okay with getting football because then I get to keep playing fantasy football and I get to keep talking about fantasy football on my fantasy football podcast, Fantasy Madness. And you can find that, well, by going to Twitter, at RMK Madness. You can find it there on Captivate. I'm the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. You can find my podcast there. Both of them, my fantasy football podcast, and this one, Miscellaneous Debris. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I know. Interesting segue transition into, uh, you know, promoting my other podcast. I know. I do what I can. I do what I can. <laughs> and the fucking WWE is still going. That shit ain't slowing down at all. Why? Why? It's not the same without fans. I could see football, basketball, hockey. That's exciting, intense. It's unpredictable. And yes, it's going to be different without the fans, but you're still going to be engaged. Fans are going to be engaged. Gamblers are going to be engaged. Fantasy players are going to be engaged. With wrestling, it's not a huge market for gambling. Maybe on some of the pay-per-views and whatnot, but even then, Vegas basically knows who's going to win. They're telling you who's going to win. It's not the best for gamblers. There's no fantasy aspect to it. I mean, there is a small one that people try and get into. I myself created one because I am a fan of professional wrestling. I'm just not a big fan of the WWE. Used to be. Still love some of the characters, some of the wrestlers, some of the moments. But I can't do it anymore. I can't do it for several reasons. Vince McMahon, I've always known he was a bit of a prick. But holy fuck. The way he treats some of the wrestlers, number one. Number two, and, and he has been doing this since back of the day, some of the way he's treated women wrestlers and things like that. He's gotten better in that respect, but he still tends to walk over people, neglect their ideas. He's totally lost touch with what's good because he's promoting, not that he's not done any good, but he's, he promotes and puts out there some pretty wild fucking ideas that don't work while neglecting the wrestler's own ideas. When you have a wrestler, part of being that, part of, and I know some of this because at one point in time I wanted to be a professional wrestler and I got pretty deep into it except for actually getting in the ring to work out because at that point in time I lived in Fort Dodge, Iowa, which is even smaller than Urbandale, Iowa, much smaller. (laughs) And let's just say no wrestling schools in the area. So (laughs) I, I do know a little bit about this stuff. And that's why I get mad when people call it fake. Because it's not fake, man. Like, they beat each other up a little bit in there. And the shit they do, they have to choreograph it in a way that neither one of them gets hurt. There's a lot that goes to it. There's a lot of trust that you have to have with the people you're in the ring with. And so for that, they are performers. And they're great. You know, they really are. But it is a sport, if you want to or not want to call it that, in which I could, it's like a performance sport. Did, to me, it's almost like um, fight dancing, almost, because it's choreographed and it's just, yeah. And the problem is, is that 
It's predetermined outcomes. The people know who's going to win. Maybe not all the fans do, but diehard wrestling fans can generally, for the most part, figure things out. And that's kind of the sad thing with WWE. Now, me, I still love professional wrestling. Again, I just don't do the WWE. I'm over Vince. I'm over WWE thinking they're the best. I'm over them. Oh, we know fucking an American journalist got chopped up in Saudi Arabia. But we're going to still fucking come here and put on shows for them and kiss their ass. Because they're giving us a lot of money. Like, it just drives me nuts. This goes back to the pandemic. It's about money. Trump's worried about the economy because he's worried about winning his re-election. He wants people out there making money to help the economy, to help his re-election. So he can say, look what I did during the pandemic. What's going to suck is if he does win because of that and then shit hits the fan again. <laughs> it's just going to be a mess. I'm not, won't fall down that rabbit hole again. Apologies. But I digress. But again, WWE is just after the money. And they're fucking greedy. Like, they keep signing wrestlers, not... They'll sign guys and not even do shit with them. They're just signing them. They they don't even have plans of doing anything proper with the wrestler other than keeping them away from other wrestling companies. And it's bullshit. They also have a policy where if you get injured during your time, under your contract, they can add time to your contract for the time you miss for being injured. Like, this is such bullshit. That company really fucking has started to bother me over the last couple of years, and it's just... And in that time, well, it's probably been four or five years now, I've really gotten into New Japan wrestling. I love New Japan wrestling. They're on a hiatus right now due to the COVID situation. But I love New Japan wrestling. And it comes without the bullshit and the drama, for the most part. There's a few things that could be better. But for the most part, it's such better professional wrestling. And less drama... And you don't feel like you're feeding into a fucking <laughs> rich-ass old man's company. And I do hope when he is gone that Triple H does take it up another level and, and makes things better. And I think he will. But for right now, WWE's in a bad spot. And the things they do, I just I don't agree with. And I'm just kind of over it. I don't have the WWE Network anymore. and ugh. And now that AEW has come along... Let's give me another wrestling option. And I find it much more entertaining than anything WWE does. Even NXT. And NXT for WWE is kind of their, well, was their kind of farming system. Now it's kind of their third brand. And I do love some NXT. Used to anyway. Just kind of over WWE. But I still love professional wrestling. Still love New Japan. They're doing the right thing. Just saying, hey, no more wrestling for a while. There's a lot of countries that are saying, hey, it's too bad. We're just going to cut shit out until this passes. And even then, it's going to come back at some t- at some point. And it'd be awfully tough to sen- set, set, shut... Pardon me. <laughs> Terrible time talking today. It'd be a hard time to shut down an entire country for, you know, several months. Might be the safest thing we can do, though. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what all happens. So we should have sports coming, which is nice. It'll be nice to have it back. 
Nice to see hockey going, people checking each other in the boards. See some NBA action, some playoff basketball, some dunking. <sighs> and then football. It's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. And it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out without fans. And it'll be great to hear all the shit that comes out of those fucking players' mouths. Because that's going to be unavoidable. They're going to put that shit on TV. It's going to be real hard not to get some of that uh, language from down on the field, the court, the ice, etc. And the court. Speaking of the court, this is the, that was a terribly set up transition. But I'm going to go with it anyway because I had not thought of a better one previously in my notes. So, Jordan documentary. He was the man on the court. The goat on the court, some would say. I would say. Now, I really like what LeBron can do. But see, and I haven't watched all of the Jordan documentary. I'm getting there. But a lot of it isn't surprising. But it is cool seeing this behind-the-scenes footage. It's cool seeing Michael Jordan talk. And for me, it's special because my father, who died when I was 19, he was such a die-hard Bulls fan and such a big Jordan fan. And... So seeing some of this old footage is just flooded with memories. I just remember sitting with my dad on the couch watching the games, rooting for Jordan and Pippen and the Bulls, man. And it's just, it's a good documentary. If you like sports, if you like, I should have warned you beforehand, if you don't like sports, to skip ahead. <laughs> we'll talk some sports for a minute. But it's a good documentary, at least so far. Leaves a little bit of stuff out. I'm not sure why. Like his first wife. And, um... You know, it shows some of the realness of Michael Jordan. And, and, and you know, he's a different kind of dude. And it shows you the kind of player he was. And the kind of person he was. And, yeah, was he always perfect? Of course not. Who is? So many people want to jump on people for their mistakes. And hey, when it's an egregious enough mistake, I'm all for it, man. But, there are a lot of mistakes that people learn from. I've made plenty myself. I've become a better person because of some of the mistakes I made. But that's what you got to do. You got to learn from those mistakes. And you know there's parts of Jordan you can watch, you can see in this documentary. There's parts of him that regret some things, that feels, you know, not so great about some things. And it's interesting to see. And again, it's just brought back tons of, tons of memories. Because, man, that, that I was watching that whole period of basketball with my dad. You know, some very fond memories of the past two, the wrestling, sports in general, man. Big, big, you know, bonding moments for my father and I. We also really bonded over movies and shit. <laughs> movies and shit. <laughs> I don't know why it came out like that, but it did. But before we close this out, I wanted to talk about shit that is good to watch for this lockdown, for this quarantine. When you're trying to stay home as often as possible, you need stuff to do. 
here's some stuff I think is good to point out to watch. And some stuff that I have personally watched that, uh, yeah, I also suggest. And made the transition with my dad watching movies because I remember <laughs> he used to bring me out after my mom went to bed and, like, sneak me out and let me sit there and watch movies with him. And so at a very early age, I was watching movies <laughs> like Aliens and Predator and Die Hard. And I know it sounds terrible, but my dad's whole philosophy was he's going to see, see the shit eventually anyway. Now, do I want him to see this stuff? And it was when I hit a certain age. Now, do I want him to see this stuff, you know, with his friends where he could get the wrong idea about shit or, you know, whatever? Or do I want him to see this stuff with me? Where I can say, hey, this is just a movie. Hey, you don't want to do this. You know, where I can, you know, point out and advise. And I commend that. And I really think it makes sense. And I've kind of adopted that into my own philosophy as well. But, because uh, my mom was a little bit uh, different. I remember when Mortal Kombat came out, my mother was like, you cannot play that. It has blood. <laughs> oh, you'll learn plenty about my mother over the time of this podcast. I love my mother to death. She's been a great guiding light, a great supportive force. She's also been a pain in my ass. And if she's listening, I love you, Mom. <laughs> uh, she's just a pain in the ass sometimes, that's all. Hey, that's okay. I don't even think I could count the number of times I've been a pain in the ass to her. <laughs> so it works out. But anyway, back to kind of what you kind of want to be watching in quarantine. Well, it's all depending on your taste. But I just have to say. We spent a lot of time last month smoking weed, as I have mentioned several times, because it was the 420 all month long. We didn't just get our one day of 420 that month. It was 420 month all month long, and we smoked all month long, a lot all month long, and we watched a lot of stand-up comedy. If you haven't seen the new Tom Segura or on Netflix, sorry, Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer. There's a lot of a lot of the new ones on Netflix coming out are pretty good. Um, P. Holmes, that one was really good too. It was really funny. So check out this stuff. Check out the stand-up on Netflix. That's really good. That'll give you a good laugh. Because let's face it, we all need laughing during this time, right? We need to try and stay positive and find the humor in things and laugh. It will help us get through. Which also brings me back to marijuana. <laughs> so smoke some marijuana. But, again. <laughs> smoked a lot. Watched a lot of funny stuff. Did the stand-up on Netflix. Um, watched a lot of, like, weed-oriented movies. Dazed and Confused. The Friday Trilogy. Half-Baked. That's always a good one. Yes, half-baked. <laughs> so many good moments in that. Cheech and Chong. So we got into the old uh, smokage-type movies. Watch those. I always say revisit those. Get high. Watch yourself some half-baked. Or some Friday. You'll have a good time. We also watched uh, Lady Killers. 
Oh, Coen Brothers movie. I had not seen that in several years, and I forgot how funny it was with Tom Hanks and his, well, I do declare, miss, and his goofy little weird laugh, and Marlon Wayans was great, and God damn it, what's that other actor's name? Man, that is a good movie. Check out Lady Killers if you haven't seen it. Again, smoke a chain and watch that one. It's a blast. We watched uh, Ridiculous 6 on Netflix. Adam Sandler flick. I, d I don't remember hearing, ever hearing like a lot about it, so I'm not sure what the reviews were or anything like that, but I thought it was solid. It gave me some chuckles. Wasn't bad at all. So you could check out that one. We also, during, uh, well, towards the beginning of quarantine, we finished watching Gotham. So if you're a Batman fan and a diehard one like we are, check out Gotham. Okay, it has its issues, you know, like most television shows, but it's fantastic, especially if you're a Batman fan and you know about some of the lesser known villains, because oh, it gets into those lesser known villains and it's really good, man. I really, really, really enjoyed that series. So I definitely suggest Gotham, The Shield. Um, we watched the first episode. I've seen most of the series. I think I missed the last season, season and a half, um, during my drinking days. <laughs> I couldn't finish a show. Lost, The Shield are just two of the ones I could not finish thanks to my drinking. <laughs> but, um, yeah, The Shield is really good. And so I showed my wife the first episode. She dug it, so that's one we've got on the list. I showed her Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels, and Snatch, which she hadn't seen before. Those are fun movies. Those are some of my favorites. You're fat, Tommy, and lick as though you should be, but you're not. I love the movie. Bloody wankers. <laughs> and Snatch, of course, Snatch. Brad Pitt's in that movie is just unreal. I had a wink of blue. I get out of the foresight. I bet if I could, aren't you? Say what you want about Brad Pitt. Dude can act his ass off. So that's some of the stuff we've been watching. Like, again, a lot of humorous stuff. Because I feel like that's what everybody needs right now. They need to laugh. They need to laugh. Now, some of the stuff I want to check. Oh, I'm just going to say. I'm not talking about Tiger King. Because I didn't watch the fucking Tiger King. I tried to watch Tiger King. I got like halfway through the episode and I was like... Oh. And I keep listening to... Just about every podcast I listen to would mention Tiger King and talk about it. And there's just never... I'm all for bizarre shit. I'm all for that... Watching that kind of type of train wreck about to happen kind of stuff. This just wasn't uh, my flavor of train wreck, I guess. I don't know. I'm one of the only people out there going, I think it was just the beginning of quarantine and people really wanted some shit to watch and everybody latched onto this shit because the people in the show are fucking lunatics. But for some reason, it didn't quite hit me. So I didn't, didn't really get into that. Yeah, I just... Uh, not really down for the Tiger King, I guess. But that's okay. That's okay. I'm glad... I'm happy for you all that enjoyed it and that it... it took up some of your time, and you had some water cooler stuff to talk about, all that. Very happy for you. But, uh, not my thing. 
I would love to get into some Ozark. I know a lot of people are already into that and think it's phenomenal. I haven't seen it yet. I need to get into it. It looks really good. Same thing with His Dark Materials. Now, I want to get into that because I've read the books, which are phenomenal. And I don't know if you remember when the movie was made, the not very good movie of the very first book of that. Why do I want to keep calling it the Polar Express? It's not the Golden Compass. There you go. Jesus. <laughs> not the Polar Express. Anyway, completely different. But the Golden Compass, very good book. Very good first book in a trilogy. Very good trilogy. And they did a terrible job with the movie. And now HBO has done a series out of it. And by all accounts, it looks amazing. So I'm excited to check out that Ozark what else have I been doing? A lot of UFO and conspiracy stuff because I'm really big into UFOs. You'll find that more about that over time. Did we talk about that? Yeah, we, we talked about that stuff last podcast. See, I talked about some of this stuff at some point. I don't want to reference too much stuff that was just in the last podcast. And then, and then you know, I don't want to reference too much stuff that was in the podcast before the relaunch and the last podcast. Never mind. Never fucking mind. But yes, UFO stuff. You can find a lot of good stuff with that. I think I mentioned some of it yesterday, but in the conspiracy stuff, that's always fun. It's just fun. But I don't understand why did everybody start hating Game of Thrones? Like, I, I know the last season a lot of people had problems with. I didn't mind it for the most part. Um, till the last episode, really. The last episode wasn't great. I didn't really mind the whole ending as far as Bran and Danny died. Spoiler alert. And Daenerys dying and all of that. I didn't mind any of that. I guess it was just the way the episode was. It was just really weird. Like, okay, John and Danny talk and then... And then... Oh, that's after Tyrion's thrown in jail. And then they show John and Tyrion, and then they get taken in front of a council, and... I don't know. I just had some issues with the last episode. <laughs> but a lot of people really hated the whole season. And I get it from the, extent, from the standpoint of... They did not do a very good job as far as finishing the story off. It, it was very rushed. Now, while I felt it was rushed, I still felt the episodes were enjoyable for the most part. But a lot of people didn't feel, feel that way. They just, um, that rushed feeling and the way it played out on, uh, on screen just didn't sit well with them. And it really affected their way to enjoy the season. And I kind of get it, but I can't, I'm also like, eh. And I think it's because everybody thought it was going to be so awesome. We wanted more. We just wanted six episodes of badassness. And I'll admit, it was not as great as I thought it would be. But I still enjoyed it for the most part. Like I said, then you get to that last episode and it's like... Phew. But a lot of people are so upset because and they're like, that's why nobody's like binge watching this during quarantine because everybody in the world knows that the final season sucks, which I don't agree with that sentiment necessarily. It wasn't as great as I hoped. And it certainly could have been better. But I wouldn't say it sucked. So a lot of people think it just blew. And it was a great way to fuck up a great TV series. I wouldn't go that far. But I get the I get it. I get it. 
And so, given that, why binge the whole show when you know you're going to be so excited and it's just going to get better and better and then it's just going to fall flat at the end? So I get it. I get why it hasn't been a huge topic of <laughs> during the quarantine. Why it's not getting a lot of uh, binge-watching love right now. And it may never. A lot of people hated that. <laughs> I mean, so much so that they wanted to petition to get the whole last season redone. <sighs> and I get it. I just can't take it that far. I just look at it as, hey, okay, now we know if George R. R. Martin ever actually finishes the fucking books, it should be a little bit different, and we'll get to enjoy that aspect of it. So, chill out, Game of Thrones diehards. But I say that to everybody. I think... It, I'm diehard a lot about a lot of things, but I can't take it so serious that it affects me in such a way. Anyway. <sighs> that's about all I got for you. You know? That's about all I've got for you. Talk some good stuff. Hope you had a good Mother's Day. Stay safe, everybody out there. We'll, 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 you know, we'll, we'll get caught up more on the news and the COVID and everything going on there. Again, next episode, we'll see where everything's at in a few days. And I'll come up with some other good stuff to talk about per usual. So, for the rest of the day and the rest of the week, I hope you all do well. Watch out for my next episode. Watch out for my next episode of Fantasy Madness. Do not forget to follow me on Twitter at RMK Madness, on Instagram at RMK Madness. I am the Mad Chatter. Thank you so much for joining me and listening. This has been Miscellaneous Debris, and we'll chat again soon. All right, everybody, stay safe. Peace out. <laughs>